All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. It was the tale of two Jonathan Quicks tonight, people. And nobody could get a handle on that puck tonight. It was a wild one for such a low-scoring game. I can't remember this much of an exciting game. As for Jonathan Quick, he stood on his head for 40 straight minutes. But a hockey game is 60 minutes, my brother. And the Edmonton Oilers were able to get to him and walk out of Madison Square Garden with a W. Two in a row, people. Back to 500. Gavin's hair is safe for now. For the now, vibes are now. flying. I see everybody in the chat. It's a Friday night. It's before Christmas. This is the best gift I could have asked for. Back to 500. Feeling good. I see she's back in the chat, so let's start it off. Rebecca, thank you for coming back. We appreciate you. We love you. I really feel like we have made an Oilers fan out of Rebecca here in the past 48 hours. My carrier pigeon is still coming with that Oilers Nation t-shirt, so keep your eyes peeled. Hello, everybody. We are we are live in the Sports Closet Studio for Oilers Nation after another dub. I would say what the first YouTube comment is, but there's too many of you in here for me to track it through. I do see Naeem is back in here, and he's slightly positive. He still brings up the goalie thing. Stuart Skinner was fantastic tonight, Naeem. What are you watching? I'm like, what are you? Come on. Let's just be positive. It's Christmas, boys. And I got a guy who's going to join me this evening who's always positive. He's always bringing the vibes. It's Zachary Martin Hyman Lang. There he is, people. The one, the only. How we doing, Zachary? Dubs on dubs. 
Boardsy, I'm doing good, man. Yeah, it was uh, quite a game tonight, to say the least. You know, first uh, the Oilers saw Jonathan Quick through the first two periods, and then Jonathan Slow showed up for the third. So uh, good to see the Oilers take advantage of it there and score a couple of goals for another big win. Excellent, excellent pun right there. That was fantastic, Zach. That's the way we're starting this one off. As I said, it was a tale of two Jonathan Quicks. All I had written down for the first two periods was, forgive my language, Fuck this guy. Again, he's doing this again. What the hell? What do you know? The boys power through. What'd you think of the resiliency yet again tonight? I don't know what what Nabla is saying in these second intermissions, but boy, oh boy, he must be saying something right because it was a whole different team for that third period. We finally cracked the code. We cracked the quick. Yeah, I mean, listening to the postgame press conference last night, one thing that Connor McDavid was talking about was he didn't really feel like the Oilers changed their game the third period against the Devils. The bounces were just kind of going in. And I mean, if you watch the first two periods tonight against the Rangers here, that's kind of exactly what it felt like happened again. It's not like the Oilers didn't have good looks or didn't have some good chances, you know, through the first two frames. Now, granted, they started a little sluggish. They looked like a team that was playing on the second half of a back-to-back, but the resiliency of this club right now is really kind of starting to come through, I think, and, and I think that's a really good sign for this team. You know, these are two big wins heading into the break for this club. Um, I, I kind of wrote about it. I can't remember who they played. Who, who did they play again before the Devils game? Um, Islanders. Right, the Islanders game. After that game, I kind of wrote, like, you know, three-game losing skid right now, and if they don't come out with two wins against, you know, the Devils and the Rangers, you could almost kiss the season goodbye. I mean, this is really a critical breaking point in the season here for the Oilers. So for them to come out with, you know, four points out of these last two games heading into Christmas, I mean, that's that's huge for this club. I like the resiliency in the game itself, the ability, because you said it there. I felt the first... 20 minutes specifically. It was also crazy. We had five shots in the first five minutes of the game. Felt like the next 23 minutes. I don't even know if we got two shots. Like, it was rough. But the resiliency for the Oilers in the game itself, they were getting chances. Everything was just tight checking. Couldn't complete passes in the inner slot there. Sometimes I said I'm turning into my father. I'm just screaming shoot the whole time. Gavin heard it a lot this evening. So there was resiliency there to keep with it, stick with it, and you're going to get rewarded. There's also resiliency in the grand scheme of this road trip as easily on Tuesday you could have packed her in and said, man, that was a shit effort. We've lost three games in a row right now. But they were able to bounce back against the Devils in the game and on the trip as a whole. I'm thrilled with the performance from this team right now. I say it all the time, but with these Edmonton Oilers, you are never out of a hockey game. We could be down four goals. I'd still live bet the comeback. comeback. That's just the guy that I am. Might say more about me than the Oilers. Who knows? But tonight, they do it yet again. These comebacks are incredible. Everybody in here has got lots of vibes. If you want to spread that vibe, spread some Christmas cheer. Smash that like button, people. Subscribe to the ON YouTube. We might be going on Christmas break, but that doesn't mean the content is stopping here at Oilers Nation. I'll be with you for the entire break. We'll be talking World Juniors. We'll be talking Oilers. We'll be talking Christmas presents. Uh, Zach, before we do get into the Greta scoring summary, I did have a question for you. So I saw a video online, and it was a lovely, adorable video of you and your fiancé setting up your Christmas tree. But the one question I have... Did you set that thing up now on December 22nd or what yes. the hell is that about? 
Yeah, so we actually did set it up today. We've actually both Preach. been really sick. Like, never, Zach, out of boy. I know. You know what? We've actually both been really sick for like a month and a half here. We had gotten uh, COVID in in November, and then some vicious cold flu bug. So neither of us have really had the energy to do it. But yeah, we threw on a couple of Christmas movies today and uh, got her on up. Got it up better late than never. Hey, we had Polar Express going on at the office today. So oh, that's a classic. I'll be I, watching that one this weekend. Movies, sure. I raise you another one. I raise you Tom Hanks. Love it. <laughs> Not Chet Hanks. That's the that's that's the son. We'll get we'll move past that. Let's get into it here. The Greta scoring summary. It's brought to you by Greta Bar Yeg, people. It's Friday again. Then Saturday, Sunday. Woo. Pre, post, Friday, Saturday, middle of the week, doesn't matter. Greta is the spot to watch a game or continue your vibes. I think a lot of people are about to have a lot of time off. I know I, for one, I'm sure will be down at Greta. Maybe not this weekend. Got a lot of Christmas stuff going down, but you know, you know you'll see me out there. I feel like I've seen half of the chat at Greta before. I've met all of you now, so that is just fantastic. But let's get into it here. It started out quick. It's one nothing Rangers as Chris. Cr- oh, my table just fell over. Chris Kreider cycles the puck deep in the Oilers and Zabanajad, who was all over the ice tonight. That guy is good. Makes a beautiful touch pass to send it right out front. Blake Wheeler tapped it home. You saw Blake Wheeler's reaction. It went around the boards. Somehow Zabanajad made the silkiest, smoothest. Like I don't even think he touched the puck. Me and Gavin went. Did that hit the stand? Like what? Yeah, we did thought it was just hit? off the boards. Like I didn't initially. know what that did. You see it pop out. Wheeler taps it home. His face was absolutely hilarious because he was just pointing at Mika and being like, "Dude, thanks. That one you might not get an easier one than that." Zach, what'd you think? What'd you think at that point? We didn't get the first one, and Quickie was standing on his head early. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't be mad at that. That's just a gorgeous play. Like, it really is. Like, what? I don't know. It was It was just a really, really nice play. Um, you're you're really not going to be too upset about letting that one go in. I mean, you know, if you're Stuart Skinner, maybe, you know, that's one he probably wants back, I would assume. But, like, I mean, that's just a beautiful play by Zabin and Jad behind the net. And Blake Wheeler's a pro's pro. He's been around the game long enough to know that uh, you don't get opportunities like that all the time when you got teammates setting you up. So, yeah, it's uh, it was a good it was a good start there for the Rangers and getting on the board with that one. Fifth of the year for Blake Wheeler. He's not having the best season. I think a lot of people could have seen this one coming. He's a little bit of an older gentleman now. I see everybody in the chat right now. Calvin Pickard says we got to get Rebecca to a game, then go to Greta after. Rebecca, nothing would make me happier. She's our good to, luck charm. Then to go, that's what everybody's saying in here. Rebecca equals our new good luck charm. Rebecca says facts. My carrier pigeon's got to go bring you that shirt ASAP. Oh, my boy Aiden Murphy says he can't stay for long tonight, but I'm absolutely fired up. What a gutsy win. So just stopping in to drop a fat like and give a huge shout-out to Boardsy and Zach, the hardest-working gentleman in the game. Gavin, you're a part of that too. He must have not had enough characters right there. <laughs> that's, that's just all that is. So then that goal happened in the first period for Blake Wheeler. Nothing happened in the second period goal-wise. Oilers had plenty of opportunities, Zach. I was beating my head against the wall. I thought Stuart Skinner really kept us in the game throughout those first 40 minutes. The Rangers had a number of high-danger chances. Stu was making glove saves. He was making pad saves. Also, did you see the puck mark that that slap shot one-timer left on the bottom of his mask? It left an indent on that thing. 
you know what i actually missed that that's crazy like that was a really hard shot he took off the chin there like i know he was getting looked at by td4s there and there was like a moment or two where i was like is he gonna have to come out of this game because that one seemed to really kind of rattle him a bit i see number one fan in here says nobody could hit the net yeah it was tough man like jack michaels kept bringing up about how is this the weirdest, fastest, sloppiest, but not sloppiest game you've ever seen before. My initial lead I had written down was, was it a puck or a puck-shaped bouncy ball out on the fucking ice tonight? Because that thing was going all over the place. I know somebody in the chat said that on the broadcast. I'm assuming they meant the American broadcast because I didn't hear it. They were talking about ice conditions. So maybe that had something to do with it. I also think if you're at Madison Square Garden, you're probably changing out that ice three, four times a week with Knicks games, concerts, whatever you can think of. They do it all. But Zach, just overall, it was a weird one for the first 40. Felt like nobody could get a handle on the puck. It was jumping over both team sticks. Yeah, it really was. And, you know, I think the chances that the Oilers were kind of getting were kind of stymied by the fact that it was a bouncing puck, right? You know, it never really seemed like either team had a whole lot of confidence in carrying the puck tonight, you know, because you look at all these bounces that were going on all over the place and, it was kind of frustrating to to sort of watch it happen, right? But you know what? Again, it speaks to the resiliency of this Oilers team here for the fact that, you know, they were kind of able to stick with it here and be able to kind of gut this one out because you look what happened here in the third period and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the bounces kind of start going in for them and um, they're, they're able to capitalize. Also in this game, thought it was very hilarious. That might have been the wildest finish if you had over six and a half goals. Those final four or five minutes were nuts. McDavid goes down the ice. He's hitting posts. Everything's going on. Chances galore. And then yep. later, I mean, Stuart Skinner looked pissed with that last one. Crossed the goal line. Me and Gavin both went, holy shit. Did the over just cash? Like, did that actually just happen? That would have been electric. Nope. I pour one out for the under betters this evening. We did not pick that one for Boardsy's bankroll tonight, Gavin. No, but uh, we did pick drive, but it goes on a little bit smoother because of an Oilers dub. Yeah, so we had drive. We'll take it. We'll we had dry one assist this evening, but he didn't get it. It was funny. I had a couple moments. He was shooting the puck, and I was saying to Gavin, no, pass it, <laughs> as I'm screaming shoot for the entire night about everything. Except for that guy. We move along here in the Greta scoring summary. We get to the third period, Zach. Third period, third period got real good as Derek Ryan wins an offensive zone faceoff. And a theme for these Edmonton Oilers, puck goes out to Jonathan Quick. Oh, wait, I might have missed one in here. Either way, we'll go with that one where the puck goes out to Jonathan Quick. He pokes it out. Evander Kane was able to bury that one. Yeah, so Hyman, that was our, yeah, that was our second in, one. Yeah, Hyman, Hyman got one before. One. Yeah, no, Hyman got gone. the first one. I don't remember how that one happened, Zach. Tell me how that one happened. That was the one where uh, Hyman got in tight, was able to take it to the backhand top shelf over Jonathan Quick there, right? But I'm just watching back over this one again, and I think this is a good example of what we're starting to see a little bit more of here. You know, some some scoring off the rush for the Edmonton Oilers, right? You know, you see a guy like Matias Ekholm starting to jump up in the play a little bit more too, which I think has really kind of been interesting. You know, he's got a, he did it last night against the Rangers too and got picked up a nice assist or two. Did it again here on the Zach Hyman goal. And I think it also speaks a little bit maybe to the confidence that he has in a guy like Evan Bouchard, who he's playing with, right? I mean, the fact that Matthias Ekholm was kind of willing to jump up in the play there is not something that, you know, we've always seen from him in Edmonton here. You know, during the the, the Heritage Classic, I talked to Matthias Ekholm a little bit about, you know, what it was like playing with 
uh, a guy like Evan Bouchard and how their game kind of complements each other. And, you know, Bouchard or uh, Ekholm rather said that, you know, he, he knows that he's a stronger defender than he is offensive player, but he also said that he does like to jump up in the rush and he's got some offense to his game too. So it's kind of interesting to see him kind of starting to, you know, bring a little bit of that more uh, uh, here for the Oilers right now. Number one fan took the words right out of my mouth. It's the Paul Coffey effect. I've yeah. been saying this. So Matthias Ekholm's career high in goals is 10, which is nuts. He's at four right now. I could see him maybe set a new career high. Also want to point out, no, I did write down the Hyman backhand. It was absolutely nasty. I just don't know how to read. So that ah. one's on me. That one's on me right there. Continuing along to the Evander Kane goal, which was off the offensive zone draw where Jonathan Quick it was weird because he like kind of lunged out to play it. He made a save, kicked the rebound, just straight out to the open slot where Evander Kane was. You can tell the man needed a break because he didn't even get full wood on that shot. It did hit Quick's glove, just happened to squeak on through him. Sometimes that's just what you need to get out of one of these funks. I also point out to Gavin, I've said this on shows several times before, Evander Kane is the type of guy that once you see him score that goal, the next shift, he's shot out of a cannon, man. He's laying hits. He's so engaged. I feel like that's just a human aspect. Once you see one go in, you want another one and you want it ASAP. I think these are the things that catches lightning in a bottle for Evander Kane. And I do hope that this means he goes on another run. That run, however, looks like it's going to be on the third line, Zachary, because line number two was absolutely humming in that third period. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of things to kind of touch on here with this Evander Kane goal, right? Obviously, it's great to see him kind of get one. I really haven't been impressed with his game as of late. I thought he's been looking pretty disinterested on a regular basis. There were a couple of moments tonight where I was really questioning what he was doing. I thought earlier in the game in the first period, there was uh, he was going off for a line change and kind of carried the puck across the, the red line and just kind of didn't really try and dump the puck in. He just kind of like left the puck and almost passed it to the Rangers. And I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of a, a weird thing there. And then... You know, there was an incident in the second period, I think it was, where him and Warren Fogle were kind of coming in across the blue line, and it looked like Kane wanted a pass, and Fogle didn't hit him with it, and then Kane just kind of gave up on the play and skated to the bench. And I was kind of like, wow, this is not exactly what you want to be seeing from Evander Kane. Now, there's been some rumblings that he's been hurt, so, you know, maybe there's a lack of confidence there, but, you know, I thought for him to get that goal was huge for him because this is a guy who, as we've seen in Edmonton over the last couple of years, can be a really hot and cold player when he's on. I mean, damn, he's on, right? He's scoring at will all the time, but then when he's off, he's just, he doesn't seem interested. Right. So, you know, as you mentioned, him being on the third line might not be a bad thing. Cause I thought for as good as the second line looked dry side Fogel and McLeod, I, I thought the third line of Kane, Ryan and Yanmark look equally as good too. And the numbers really supported all of it. The Oilers top line, uh, they actually kind of had a bit of a down game, but they had some really hard matchups tonight. They still controlled 55% of the shot at them share, only 28% of the expected goal share. The second line, however, 58% shot attempt share, 77% goal share, which was really impressive. 
the third line controlled 100% of the expected goals and 53% of the shot attempt share, or 58% rather. Those are really great numbers to have from your second and third lines, uh, especially when the top line is taking on some of those heavier matchups. They played a lot against Zabinijad, saw some time against the Trocek line as well. I mean, it's it looked really good out there. I really like this lineup. And then, you know, when we come in out of uh, the Christmas break, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, you know, Connor Brown probably sitting again and Sam Gagne getting in uh, on that fourth line playing alongside Hamlin, Hamlin and Ernie. You just said a lot of numbers like there, and I'm pretty sure I liked every one of those numbers that you just They were said. all good. Yeah. I love when analytics support what I saw with my own eyes out there. Thank you for that, Zach. I really needed that. Uh, somebody out here, Mainlander Tim, said the rumor of Kane being hurt. We know last week he wasn't necessarily practicing. I think he is back to this week, but you can see he might be dealing with something. I also said on pregaming earlier today, if this is a Vander Kane playing injured and he's top three in the league in hits – Get this man healthy, and let's see what happens. When you yeah. talk about when Kane's on, that was right around the Heritage Classic. He was the best player on this team. And he's an, he's an electric factory when he gets going. Um, continuing here with the scoring summary. The third one was Warren Fogle, I do believe. Cody Cece, that was the one in our own defensive end, makes a great play to break up the rush our way. Sends the puck right back up the ice to McLeod. Does a nice little nifty drop pass to Warren Fogle. And he absolutely ripped that puck on Jonathan Quick. Gavin, we were both sitting there like, how did he get that much wood on that to bury that thing up top? That was impressive. It seemed like Warren Fogle was all over the ice today too, right? Like he was right in front of the net. He was putting in scoring chances. It was awesome to see Fogle pawing. And like you said, what an absolute shot to put the Oilers up a three to one. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, you know, Warren Fogle has quietly become one of my favorite players on this team. Um, he he almost, it's weird in a sense because, like, I, as you guys know, I was a huge fan of Yessa Puliarvi on the Oilers, right? And I think it always felt to me like a guy with Puliarvi, you know, there was a lot of things that he did on the ice that people didn't really notice or really pick up on all the time. And it feels like Warren Fogle's that same kind of a guy to me. I mean, not only has his shot volume been huge this year, he's firing the puck an absolute ton, but I think he's a really solid player all over the ice for the Edmonton Oilers. And I know, you know, a while ago, Frank Saravalli uh, had him on his trade targets board, and I kind of pushed back against that, I think, in one of our After Darks previously, because it really feels like Fogel's a guy that you need kind of in a depth position on your team. And look, he and Ryan McLeod have played together over the last couple of years and looked really damn good doing it. If they're going to do it with Leon Dreisaitl between the two of them now, I mean, that is a second line that could absolutely make some noise and and really help continue to spread out the offense the way this Oilers team really needs to right now. Sky's the limit for those two guys if you're playing with Dreisaitl. On pregame oh, yeah. today, Tyler and I were talking about how I really like the idea of putting a fast guy like McLeod with Leon to kind of push the pace. We know Leon can play with speed, all la Connor McDavid. Brian yeah. McLeod, while well, he's no Connor McDavid, don't tell me you haven't been fooled a couple times before thinking that that's 97 streaking down the ice. And I think McLeod really found a spot on the wing there now too, right? Like All right, let's get into it right now. Ryan McLeod's staying a winger, yes, right? Yes, I think you have to at yeah. this point, Has you guys. To. Like ever since he's transferred over to that wing position, he's been playing well. exceptionally, exceptionally well for the Edmonton Oilers. And tonight's shows again, right? Like another two-point night for McLeod. So you've got to keep him on the wing here moving forward. I'm going to keep him there until I get my Dylan Holloway back, and then we will revisit everything. 
But right now, Ryan McLeod is just not a centerman. He doesn't go to the dirty areas. He's a perimeter player, which on the wings, you can make a living doing that and playing that type of game. I do like to see him get. It wasn't working on the third line. It wasn't working really at all for the first 25-plus games of this season. And then we go, hey, why don't we try that fast guy with one of that really good guy, Leon Dreisel, out there. Shout out to Warren Fogle. He's a perfect glue guy on that line as well. Continuing with that theme, the Edmonton Oilers' fourth goal of the game. Fogle goes down on an odd man rush. I believe he was with McLeod. He decides to keep, shoots the puck. That's what he does now, Zachary. Uh, gets saved. Puck goes behind the net. He battles for it, pokes it out front. Ryan McLeod is able to put it home. Yes, that's Ryan McLeod standing in front of the net in the blue paint. I had to rub my eyes. But what a game for these guys, man. What a third period, Zach. That second line really took the game over. We talk about that first line, and I think is the best line in the NHL. They're a straight-up power play anytime they have the puck. Line number two was hot tonight. Yeah, they absolutely were. And I, I think you you hit the nail on the head a moment ago where you were talking about uh, Ryan McLeod playing with Dreisaitl and helping push the pace for Dreisaitl. Right. Like dry settles always felt like a guy who kind of plays to the pace of his other line mates. Right. He's not necessarily a guy who's going to be, you know, busting his ass to get up and down the ice all the time. But when he's playing with McDavid, he would because he would want to keep up with McDavid and do that sort of a thing. And it feels like this could be what we're seeing again now uh, with Ryan McLeod and Warren Fogle on his wings, because both Fogle and McLeod are guys that play with speed and they play with pace. And I think that's something that'll really benefit dry and look, this is great to see uh, Ryan McLeod getting to the dirty areas and picking up a loose puck in front of the net and all this sort of stuff, right? There's there's a lot less responsibility on the wing for a player than than up the middle of the ice, right? So, you know, if there's maybe a little bit that comes off responsibility-wise for McLeod and he's able to focus a little bit more on his own game right now, I mean, that could be huge for this team. I think it just gives him more the ability to wheel freely and do his thing, which is clearly his game. You can't you can't force this guy into be a dirty areas kind of player. I don't really think that's in his DNA. Maybe it can be one day. I don't know what his brother plays like. Shout out Sergeant Battle for correcting me. That's why we're a family in here. He said Fogel looked off dry on a two-on-one. And I love this comment here from I am Skinner. It's not Stuart Skinner, but it could be. We don't know that. Could be. You got to be feeling your game if you look off Leon Dreisaitl. Yep. Couldn't, yep, couldn't say that better myself. Continuing with the Greta scoring summary. Does it even matter? Mika Zibanejad was able to get one on the Rangers' power play. And then with, what, was it less than one second left in the game? I think it was game? .1. I think it exactly. was .1, right? Like, I do think it went in with .1. You saw Stuart Skinner bash his stick on the ice. He was pissed. That's one for the stats. But the only stat I'm worried about tonight, Zach, is that big old W, that one in the wind column right there. The Edmonton Oilers are able to walk away with the victory. Stuart Skinner makes 31 saves on 34 shots. Jonathan Quick, 24 saves on 28 shots. Would you have believed me in the second period if I said Stuart Skinner was going to finish the game with better numbers than Jonathan Quick? Probably not. That's why you play a full 60 minutes, people. He really fell apart there, Jonathan Quick, at the end. You got to love it. The boys just kept the effort going. You see Simple in here said 500 team by Christmas. Who would have thought it? Exactly. It feels good. Everybody, I just feel like I can take a deep breath. Granted, if you do not win the next game on the continued road trip on the West Coast, all of this kind of feels for naught. As Tyler pointed out, the schedule gets a lot easier. It feels like the next three games, 
you could win two of them just by looking at the scores and the standings right now. But you don't. Uh, what's the expression? You don't catch. You don't count your chickens before they hatch, or something like that. Right. That's you know, exactly what it is, Aaron. Good job. That. All right, let's move along here to the good, bad, and the oily. That's brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories. That's making new ones, people. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information. All right, let's get into it. Let's start with the good here, people. It, without a doubt, has to be the third period. Again, I'm pretty sure the good last night was the third period. I pointed out, what the hell is Chris Knobloch saying to these guys and these intermissions? Maybe it's just stick with it. Maybe it's, I don't really think there was anything new they were trying. They were just starting to complete passes, get some wood on it, worn down the New York Rangers, and specifically Jonathan Quick. My roommate texted me, and all he said was floodgates. The floodgates were about to open right there, and they did, Zachary. Yeah, they absolutely did, man. That was uh, another big third period from this team, the comeback kids. Maybe that's what we should start calling this Oilers team, eh? Um, Because that was some really impressive stuff there. Like, it was great to see. And I think, you know, every line was kind of feeding off of each other, right? You know, the first one goes in. All of a sudden, the second line goes out there, or the next line goes out there, rather. And they're feeling a little bit more confident. All of a sudden, hey, maybe now I can get that bounce to go my way. A la Vander Kane, who gets the bounce to go his way here. Um, it was great to see the way this team kind of rallied and stuck with their game. And again, it didn't really feel like a whole lot changed for them, right? It was the same thing as the Devils game. They just kind of stuck with it. They managed to get the bounces this time. The puck started to go in for him here, and all of a sudden, you know, the Oilers are walking out with two points. I really feel like the Oilers, we've, we know our style of play right now, and it's that the stick to that you just got to be confident in your own game. You keep going, and eventually, You'll break through. That's exactly what happened tonight. Gavin, what would you think about that third period? The vibes for me oh. and you watching here, it was just me and you watching together. There's <laughs> nobody here. Felt a little quiet at points. And then that third period comes, the vibes were back. Yeah, we snapped off again, man. And like that's back-to-back games now. Now we're outscoring teams 8-2 to two in the third period over the last two games. Back-to-back games with four goals in the third period. And like you guys said... This team has fight in it now, right? And that's so important, obviously, down the stretch, getting back to 500 hockey. And the fact that we're putting up eight goals in the last two games in the third period, wheels are going. Love love to see it. I couldn't even comprehend a word you just said because Kennedy said, Adam Ernie looks like a mashup of Boardsy and Liam. Is that that true? (laughs) I'm starting to picture him a little bit. I'm like... Oh, shit. That's good. I can totally see it, Kennedy. That's hilarious. I see that one. I definitely see Liam in there. I love it. A little bit of me. I thought it was hilarious, the Adam Ernie second intermission interview. The guy must have said a total of eight words. (laughs) He was just clearly didn't want to be there. He didn't look like he was playing in the second period all that much. Hockey interviews and intermissions. I don't even know why we do them. I love them, though, because you do get some gold out of them from time to time. The third period is the good this evening. I see a couple people in here said Ryan McLeod is the good. Warren Fogle. We got hot performers coming up later, people. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, With the good comes the bad. It was a sluggish start, man. So we started with five shots to nothing, I believe, at one point. The Oilers were dominating to start that pace of play. And then all of a sudden... 
it just it just stopped. Everything just stopped right there. It felt very sluggish. I pointed out passes just were tough to be completed. I felt like the Rangers were really clogging up the neutral zone. Just you couldn't you couldn't find space. You didn't have time and space to do much. Then again, in when we're in the offensive end, we kept trying to center to the slot, looking for that perfect pass where I'm screaming shoot. We kept trying it. We kept trying. We kept trying it. Just weren't Rangers were getting sticks on pucks. Pucks were hopping over sticks. Lots of bounces. It was a sluggish start, Zachary. Yeah, it really was. Uh, it was just kind of one of those games where, again, like I said earlier, second half of a back-to-back, you know, like there's not a lot of travel, right? So that's kind of the nice thing. But, you know, two games and two nights, yours haven't really had a lot of those in a while, right? Um, you know, lately it's been a lot of, you know, day off between games. So they definitely looked sluggish to start the game here. But again, neighbors, they you know, roared back in a really nice way, uh, you know, for, for the Oilers to kind of rally here. Number one fan says a lot of missed shots. Sergeant Battle, sluggish start, but we still played amazing defense during that start. Hashtag nurse for Norris. You don't need to hear me go off on Darnell Nurse again for the 80th time this season. Man, when that guy has the puck in our own end and the pressure's on, he is so calm, cool, and collected. Just makes some great skating moves or just a simple, I don't know, sends the puck behind the net. I have the utmost confidence when Darnell Nurse has the puck in our own end. I think the guy is playing the... Is this better than the Canadian division year? I don't know about that, but it's pretty good defensively and overall. The fact that I asked that question and you even think about it is how good of a year Darnell Nurse is having a lot of people in here. Andrew says more flag game. That's all he wants is the flag game for the watch alongs and next, whatever the next Oilers Nation every day is going to be. I'm sure we'll bring out the flag game. Kennedy said his kids are named Liam, Bordzy, and Tyler. I think she's referencing Adam Ernie there. That would be sick. <laughs> that would be incredible. Move along here to the Oily. This one, I love the wording we chose with this. 37-year-old Jonathan Quick, because it was the tale of two quicks. I said at the beginning of the show, the first 40 minutes, the man was standing on his head. There was an Oilers power play, I believe, in that second period. He was flopping around like a fish in there, stopping every single puck that came his way. The crowd was so into it. You could see the frustration on the Oilers' faces, like, what do we got to do to beat this guy? They said at the intermission, this has been five goalless periods against Jonathan Quick for the Edmonton Oilers. Well, that all changed pretty quickly in the third period. Said 37-year-old. Maybe, maybe 60 minutes is tough. They should have thrown Igor Shosturkin in there. Obviously, I'm kidding. They were never going to do that. What would you think about the tale of two Jonathan Quicks tonight? Yeah, it was pretty crazy, right? I mean, uh, Jonathan Quick all of a sudden looked like he was playing for the LA Kings in the Oilers in the 2022 playoffs uh, all of a sudden again, right? So, uh, again, sticking with it for this Oilers team, the resiliency is really important. And I think it's something that this team has lacked for some time. I mean, there's been times in over the last number of years where you know, this Oilers team has kind of gone down or they've been down one nothing or two nothing or two one heading into the third period. And you just you're kind of like, oh, well, this game's over. You know, you just don't really have that confidence that they can mount the comeback. But with the way they're playing right now and their ability to roll three or four lines consistently and their defensemen playing, as you mentioned, with Darnell Nurse, maybe some of the best hockey of their entire careers. Um, it's really huge. Right. And I think 
You know, another big reason for that is Bouchard and Ekholm. They arguably might be one of the best pairings in the entire league right now. Uh, they're playing some really great hockey for the Oilers. Number one fan, I shouldn't laugh at this, but I did. He said the puck in the head reset his brain. Darnell <laughs> Nurse is who he's talking about. Sergeant Battle says better defensively than the Canadian year, less offensively, but that's because he's not on the power play. Because we got yeah. Evan Bouchard wrecking that thing right now. Those boost bombs from the point, man, I will never understand how penalty killers willingly lay in front of that thing. He had a 97-er mile an hour tonight. Ah, man, it's painful to watch those things when they, oh, that would just, it stings. Like watching it, I'm like, man. And then they, then they get back up and they want to take another one. But that's the good, bad, and oily brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Move along here to the DoorDash. Ding dong. Hot and cold performer of the game this evening. Uh, where's my, for a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code, all capitals, Nation25. Everybody in the chat, please throw in, I see some ding-nogs from Kennedy and Gina. Love that. Love the support. Throw in your hot and cold performers this evening. For me, the hot performer could go, it could go three different ways for me. So I'm going to split this up like a pie chart, 33.3 repeating percent. First Wait though, what kind of what kind of pie though? Like, are we talking pumpkin, apple, little pecan, with I the raisins, without the raisins? Go, I think I'm gonna go apple pie right now. I tend to have apple sure. pie. On I second Christmas, that. Apple so I'm in an apple pie mood. Let me know okay. what your okay. pie is in the chat as well. But as I was saying, it could go one of three ways on this apple pie. A third of it's going to Stuart Skinner. A third's going to Ryan McLeod, and a third's going to Warren Fogle. I think those three guys right there carried this team tonight maybe not carried but were the driving factors Stuart Skinner those first 40 minutes brother he was making great saves I was very worried when he took that one off the face he looked rattled he looked like that rung his bell he looked a little bit stunned and it took him a fair amount of time to get back to it I love how the crowd was like kind of booing him and whatnot getting back into the game also the crowd tonight boy did the energy get sucked out of that building in that third period right there that can also be a hot performer the new york rangers crowd but ryan mcleod man yet again puts together a great effort in a great game he's a winger now you can't take him off that second line same goes for warren fogel just very consistent zach you've been his biggest fan this year what do you think who's your hot performer out of those three who do you want to give it to uh, you know what? I, I think those are all solid options. Um, I That's think pie, baby. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh, did, did we just lose our friend, handsome Zach Lang? I think and we did. And then there were two. Hey, <laughs> that's the thing about being live, baby. We roll. I'm sure Zach will just leave, come back on in Zach. Gavin, what do you yeah. think about that for the hot performers? I see people in here saying hot Coach Garlic second intermission speech. Aiden yeah. says hot performers got to be McLeod. Brown is the easy choice for cold. <laughs> Zach just texted me and said, my laptop literally just crashed. All right. Hey, that's what we do here. That, that's what we do. That's <laughs> that why I got you with me. Um, so, yeah, hot performer for me, I think it's Stuart Skinner for myself because he kept it a one-goal yeah. game after 40, right? Like – I don't think we're talking about an Oilers win if Stuart Skinner did not play like he played his A game tonight, to be quite frank. Like he was extremely, extremely good after 40 minutes and throughout the entire 60, right? Like he kept us in this hockey game. So he's easily the hot performer for me because like I said, I don't think we're talking about an Oilers win if Stuart Skinner didn't play the way he did tonight. I'm seeing here, can it be key lime pie? If you want to split up the pie, you can split up your pie, whoever you want it to do. We're going apple pie this evening. Um, just looking in, in here, a lot of how much to sign McLeod's parents and fly them to every game. <laughs> you know what? I'll pitch. I'll pitch. Let's get in there. I'll throw five bucks a month in there. If we all throw five dollars, I'm sure they can't say no. Props to Skinner for sure. I thought he was great. Warren Fogel was great. As we know, McLeod and Fogel each had a goal and, and an apple. And that save on the back post was absolutely ridiculous, too. Like, we we initially thought that Nurse blocked oh, it. Oh, for Stuart Skinner's yes. paddle save? That was incredible. Oh, yeah, like it was part blocker, part stick. And I think that would have made it 2-0 at the time, too. So another huge day for uh, safers, too. Gina, don't don't correct my math in here, okay, people? We know I am not a mathematician. Your M check math, I boards you math, isn't even a real thing. Genesis says hot performer is boardsy in that sweater. Wow. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that one. Oh, <laughs> is he back? Is he back? Hello. Zach. Hi, Zach. Sorry. Apparently, you need to have your power bar plugged into your laptop when you're doing uh, ON After Dark because the takes are always just so hot. So my bad. <laughs> I had to go sprint to my other room. I thought I was going to be fine, but I guess not. Yeah, whatever. Hey, it's how we roll here on After Dark. When we got the wins, you can just... I could be a revolving door of people. I just, it's such a good vibe. When you left there, I asked you who out of those three you would pick for your hot performer, or is there anybody else? I could also pick Matthias Ekholm. I think that guy is really turning into what he was at the deadline last year. He looks like his boots are rolling now. He's lost He's just, some games for he sure. He is the Viking out there. Yeah, you know what? I think those are all really solid options. I was going to go and say, like, I think Ryan McLeod maybe because, you know, he's finally getting on the score sheet with some goals, and that's something we hadn't seen early on this year. I think I'm actually going to go with somebody else, though. Head coach Chris Knobloch. That's going to be my hot performer, not just of the game, but we're going to go full ON radio, my hot performer of the week. Uh, Chris Knobloch. I mean, he has pulled something out of this Oilers roster in these last couple of games here in the third period. 
And it's really sweet to see it. And not only that, and I stumped you with this one, Aaron, but his first win against the New York Rangers. Why is that significant? Because Chris Knobloch used to coach the Hartford Whalers in the American, or the Hartford Wolfpack, rather, yeah, in the American Hockey League, the AHL affiliate of the New York Rangers. <laughs> so pretty cool to see uh, him, him get his first win against his old organization. Yeah, before we started the show, Zach was like, yeah, it's his first win against the Rangers. And I was like, yeah, isn't every win he gets now going to be the first win he gets against that team? I picked up what you were laying down just a couple minutes later after that one. You can tell the math ain't math and the brain ain't braining right now. I feel like we've been live. I've been live for like 48 straight hours, but that ain't going to stop us tonight, people. Uh, Sergeant Battle says he made a meme about Oilers Nation math. I'm going to need to check that one. I feel embarrassed by that. Let me ask you first, Zach. They had a hard time trying to find one tonight. Let me know in the chat. Who would you pick for a cold performer? Well, you know what? I think Final Buzzer mentioned it in the chat there. Connor McDavid could be a cold performer, I guess. I don't know. Like, he only had a shot and an assist tonight. He missed the empty net goal at the end of the game, which really sucked for me because my two Betway bets of the day were Connor McDavid to score two-plus points and then Josh Anderson to score a goal anytime. For the Habs, he was plus 250 and cashed it for me. So I would have loved a little two for two before Christmas, but that's okay. Um, you know, McDavid, I guess you could maybe consider that. Connor Brown, probably. Yeah. He has not looked like an NHL player. He's been sub-replacement level pretty much all season long for this team. And, uh, you know, we heard what Frank Valley said the other day. Um, you know, Brown seemed really pissed off that he was getting healthy scratched, but... The only person that he should be pissed off at is himself because his game is just not there. It's not anywhere near where it needs to be. And I don't think that there was anything tonight that I saw from him either that, you know, really made that change or anything like that. He had a great scoring chance in the first two and the, that uh, shorthanded chance and he couldn't bury it. I mean, would have been a great spot for him to get off the schneid, but just wasn't able to do it. Yep, just wasn't happening. I love this one from Aiden. He said a McDavid cold game is most players' best game of their career. I agree. 100%. Jason in here says you can't count McDavid as a cold. He creates a lot of chances. He's not just a body on the ice. Brown is obviously the friggin' ice cube. I, like I think the, that's. Uh, I like the wording of that. It's tough because we pretty much sit in these chairs every night and shit on Connor Brown night but after he's not night. Us a reason not I don't to do this. Like, it's you like know? I don't want to do it. You're forcing my hand. I think watching tonight's performance, I don't know how serious Sam Gagne's injury is. I'm assuming he's missing some chiclets or whatever happened to his face there. He yeah. did take that, that stick pretty hard. I think if he's healthy, Connor Brown, you're going back up. Take Definitely. a seat, buddy boy. Sam, you're coming back down. Hangouts on that third line. Well, Let's what's that now? That's 24 games now play for the year for Connor Brown. One point, and he's averaging over 14 minutes and time on ice this season. And like, obviously, earlier in the year, his scapegoat was always oh, coming off of injuries, coming off of injury. But we can't use that anymore. We can't use that anymore. Yeah. 24 games with one point playing in the Oilers' top six for the majority of the season is just unacceptable. We said it before, right? Like, I'm willing. I was willing to give him 10, maybe 15 games. I was a 10 guy. Pretty much been 14 games now. Of no production. A lot of people, right, you see it on Twitter and they're like, of 24 games, 14 minutes of the top six, I could get more points than one. I know I couldn't do that. However, Zach, you tell me you give me a couple of those U of A golden, play, like golden Bear hockey players out there, throw them out there. I feel like 
one or two of them might be able to get two points. We've seen Adam Ernie get two points so far, and he's played ten less games than Connor Brown. Number one fan says it here. I keep avoiding the Brown map. I didn't think he was going to play today, so I thought it would be unnecessary to chirp him for his Brown map, but the man is twisting my arm. There's really nothing I can do about this anymore. Fighting Amish said 0.04 points per game for Connor Brown. See, that's why I hate math. Right there. That's why I hate math. Anybody else for caught or cold, Gavin or Zach? You guys got anything? I think, we, I think we covered it all. No, I think we covered it all. I think we hit on all the hot performers. And for cold performers, I think Connor Brown's the only one tonight. Whoa, golf nut? Let's try and keep it PG. All right, buddy. Let's try and keep it PG in the chat. I can't read that one out loud, my oh, dog. Oh, Jesus. Come on, man. What are we doing? Maybe, <laughs> maybe delete that one. Maybe delete yeah, that one. Yeah, delete that, that one. Let's keep it PG, people. I know it's after dark, and I do swear a fair amount, but hey, that's what you get. So that's it for the hot, cold performers brought to you by DoorDash. Just want to give a plug to Greta, of course, once again. Go check them out, people. They are the best in the business. So looking ahead, actually, let's look ahead, Zach. What are you doing for Christmas? You know what? It's going to be a quiet Christmas here. It's going to be me and the fiance this year. Late January, though, we'll get together with uh, my side of the family. Every year we go down to uh, Canmore for a weekend and uh, have a little Airbnb. A bunch of the family kind of goes out there. So be looking forward to that but you know what it's going to be a quiet christmas around here boardsy just you know put the feet up have some rum and eggnogs and and kind of enjoy the holiday season Got what about you guys back you're gonna to have to take that tree back down on christmas right that's how you rule or it'll yeah. be up for two months who knows yeah it'll it'll probably stay up through january i'm a guy who likes to keep his tree up till like okay. two three weeks in january let me know in the chat when do you guys take your trees down it's just so sad if you take it down right after because, like, you have all this hype to everything, and then it's it's just gone. It's just invisible Absolutely. right there. I'm going to have a pretty quiet Christmas myself. And by quiet, I mean watching NBA basketball a lot of and football. NFL football, football all Christmas Eve for football and both for all Christmas Day. Gavin, what are you doing? Yeah, I think you just said it right there. A lot football. of football, <laughs> a lot of football, and a lot of football. Yeah, it's a good sports So weekend. nothing changes for us. No, like, no, this is nothing the same literally changes. Yeah, the ever... family come over, have a couple of drinks, relax, and yeah, just throw on some football. That's pretty much it. Pretty much it. Yeah, pretty quiet as well. Some people ghosted February, Surgeon Battle sometime after New Year's. BN, not BM. Tree comes down New Year's Day. Mark Moore, don't even put one up. Bro! What are you talking about, bro? I got one right here. If oh, you need Mark. one, I literally got one right next to me. <laughs> um, Aaron, want to drink during Christmas break? Yeah, Buxton, text me. I'll see you. I'll see you. Um, let's move along here, though. The next Oilers hockey game is going to be Thursday night. Oh, that's such a nice little break for me yeah, and the boys. San Jose and 8.30 p.m. start. As I said, the Oilers are on a three-game Eastern road trip. They're going to come back home. Stop, open up some presents, get fat, then boom, go back out on the road to the West Coast where they're going to play the Sharks, Kings, and Ducks. The Sharks, as we know, 9-21-3 record. However, Zachary, if you have a good memory, you remember what happened the last time we played the San Jose Sharks this season. Didn't go well, people. That was kind of the end of Nobby. Or, sorry, Woody. Can't even keep track. See, this is going too late. This is going too late. Zach, what do you think for a score prediction in that one and in any time goal score? Yeah, I'm going to go 8-1 for the Oilers, and uh, we're going to stay hot with Ryan McLeod. 
Eight one. I, so the over. Take the over, people. It's, you heard it here first. Gavin, what do you? Yeah, think? it's it's gonna be a bloodbath. Uh yeah, San Jose. I I think Edmonton was part of win this time around against San Jose. I'm gonna go five two Oilers anytime goal scorer. I'm gonna go Evander Kane. Like we we're talking about, he's extremely Bunches. extremely streaky. So I think Evander Kane finds the back of the net. Also an Evander Kane revenge game. Mm, that's Let's true. Go people. I think yeah, I'm going this one. It's gonna be. Decidedly, the boys are going to have a lot of rest. And this is the time in the schedule when you need to start racking up these wins. Good teams beat the shit out of bad teams. That's what I expect on Thursday. I'm going 5-1 Edmonton Oilers. I think Ryan Nugent Hopkins is going to continue some hot play. He's been my anytime goal scorer, it feels like, for a week straight. I think he's been three straight for me. Because he's been profiting. He might have not done it tonight, but I am definitely up riding the nude so far this season all of you it's sad to say this might be it might be it until christmas day i won't get to see any of you i don't think we have any content coming out oh yeah we do how did i forget i filmed this thing today today we did the oilers nation everyday holiday special today people if you like oilers nation content you're gonna love this one it's me liam and tyler a solid 30 minutes of the boys we talk oilers we talk christmas i think we literally talk everything under the sun and we got each other gifts and did a little christmas gift exchange here in the studio i think you're gonna laugh at some of the gifts that we gave each other gavin i think i think mine was the funniest it definitely was think- it definitely was i was in the other room so i heard the reaction <laughs> once you gave uh tyler and lean the presents so without a doubt your present tyler's was hilarious face lit up when he opened up the bag <laughs> he literally was like a kid was. on christmas it was like oh my god did you him. actually do this so tune in i think that one's gonna be dropping on christmas day you'll be like you're hanging out with us right at noon well maybe we'll prepare it you guys can all get in the chat maybe i'll get in the chat with you now i might be watching football we'll see about that one <laughs> big shout out to our sponsors every one of you in the chat zach i wish you nothing but a merry christmas and a happy new year or happy holidays i think i'm supposed to say now gavin same for you have a great break everybody in the chat have a great break enjoy your time off from work enjoy your time off from school Enjoy your time away from the Edmonton Oilers as this season has been an absolute roller coaster. Let's take a breather. Let's step back for a couple days and let's hit it again on Thursday. Pre-game with Boardsy and Oilers Nation After Dark. Christmas will not stop your boy right here. So I'll see you on Thursday, people. Have a merry, a very merry Christmas. I love you all. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.